I stumbled into a land of freaks. It's the Cooper and Anthony show. So you saw Sean Penn's in some hot water today. Uh, no. Why is he in hot water? It's weird. Like, he's about to get fully canceled. The weird thing about Sean Penn is that you look at him and you're like, well, he's super liberal. He must be really woke. But every once in a while, he says or does something that you go, oh, right. He's like 60. Or 61. He's 61 now. And which means he's a boomer. And you forget that Sean Penn is a boomer. And he says stuff that like your grandpa says or your dad. You know, it's weird. Because when you think of Sean Penn, you think of like young Sean Penn. Cause we watch all the movies when he was younger. Spicoli. I like a lot. Uno. Nicolai. <laughs> we think yeah. of Spicoli. Yeah, no, he says some cringy stuff because he's just, he's an old guy. He's just an old guy. So he did two separate interviews where he said some fucked up shit. So the first thing he said was that he said, I'm in a club that believes that men in America have become wildly feminized. <laughs> yeah, he said, I don't think that being a brute or having insensitivity or disrespect for women is anything to do with masculinity or that it ever did. He said, but I don't think that in order to be fair to women, we should become them. <laughs> then I guess another interview, they were like, what did you mean by that? He goes, well, uh, basically, here's what I think. Cowardly genes that lead people surrendering their genes and putting on a skirt. That there's a lot of men that their genetic makeup is that they're cowardly. <laughs> cowardly men. So when you look at like how... Harry Styles, who's always wearing like skirts and dresses and stuff, because that's just like, but that's what makes Sean Penn look so old, because like little Nas X and Kid Cudi and this all these like young pop stars and rappers and music stars and people in their twenties who are all wearing skirts and dresses or kilt type stuff or whatever. And then there's like old man Sean Penn who's like, you boys in your skirts, what the hell? <laughs> and like what he doesn't realize is that that generation has nothing to rebel against anymore. Mm -hmm. so, Why was he even talking about this? Why how did he even come up? Was is he out promoting a movie? Is I mean, why would he even talk about that part of society at all? Yeah, he's got a new movie out called Flag Day. <laughs> Does that have anything to do with guys wearing a dress? I mean, I don't, I don't understand. Um, so it's Flag Day is a movie that he wrote. I don't know if he wrote it, but he stars in it and he directed it. Mm. His daughter is in it, so it's it's a whole like. Uh, vanity project kind of thing but um, the concept is she's the daughter of a con artist and she like has to come to to grips with her father's past and her father was like I guess uh, was did like counterfeit bills and stuff like that it's just it's basically like you know it's a generational movie I guess that's the point mm -hmm. that's why he's you know it's and it's it's weird because it's his daughter and him and they're playing father and daughter i don't know it's it, it sounds a like a vanity project they even ask somebody on a, a press junket and it a weird answer weird question i don't know how that even fits why why you would even bring that up unless people are just out to ask questions to see if they can get somebody canceled here's what's adorable that you think that somebody asked Sean Penn a question hmm. that got him to say something wacky as shit. No. Sean Penn, all you have to do is say, hi, Sean, how you doing today? I'm so sick of boys wearing skirts. Like, that's the first thing out of his mouth. I don't think you realize. So Sean Penn in 2018, if you remember, sat down with Stephen Colbert and he was being really weird and he was like chain smoking. He had sat down on national television chain smoking and he was like weird and out of it. And Colbert was like, are you okay? What's up? He's like, oh, well, I flew here on the red eye and I had to take Ambien to fall asleep and I'm still kind of on the Ambien. So you're getting Ambien, Sean Penn. <laughs> and then, and but it was like a weird, awkward interview. And Colbert didn't even really ask him anything. He was already like, just saying wacky shit. So I don't think that Sean Penn was asked anything that got him into that. I think this is an agenda that he had and he's been dying to say it and he used this opportunity to be like, 
you boys wearing skirts. You know what I mean? Like an old man. <laughs> oh, since 2018, nobody's really put a camera in front of his face with a mic. So he's got all this stuff built up. <laughs> Here's the thing. If you think about it, we look to people like Sean Penn because he's so, such an activist and because he's so liberal and he was, he's speaking out against him. He spoke out against the Bushes and he had an opinion on the Falkland Islands and Haiti and he always has something going on, right? But he's a dummy. <laughs> I think he barely finished high school. You know, he he's never went to college. Holy. I know, I know. You shouldn't right, look he is. Spit Coley for great things to come out of his mouth. He, he He's uh, he's that guy. I think we need to stop looking to celebrities for any opinion or information about anything going on in the world. They just, they're not they're no better than you. They don't know any more than you do. Sean Penn, an amazing actor. He's won two Academy Awards. I will see him in anything at any time because when he's in front of a camera, he's so fucking good. But I don't really need him. I'm glad he's out there helping the world and spending his time and money helping the world. But shut the fuck up about it. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like true charity is just doing the charitable work, not having a camera on you while you're doing it. Because then it's like, well, is that really about you? you know, is it about you? Are you really trying to help? Or I don't know. It bothers me. You know, I wrote a whole book about this called Celebritocracy about people like Sean Penn who just – there's celebrities out there that are doing work you never even know about mm -hmm. because they don't tell you. They're not out there bragging about, hey, look at me with these homeless people feeding them. No. They're just out there doing the work. <laughs> I just so. love that he is 61 and I even thought – I have not thought of Sean Penn in 30 years. I mean, he's given me yeah. no reason to think of him. As you can imagine, Twitter is really not on his side, which is weird because remember, Twitter's like very liberal. I mean, obviously there's conservatives on Twitter, but when these sorts of things happen where people are like canceled or whatever, you get people defending, liberals defending each other and conservatives attacking. No, Twitter is not on board. So somebody wrote, here's an example of some of the tweets out there. Um, fact, Sean Penn. Throughout history, men have worn skirts. In fact, many cultures, skirts have been considered masculine. The Romans, the Egyptians, the Scottish, the Pope. <laughs> so you get a lot of people on Twitter that are looking at the historical aspect of skirt wearing and kind of trying to school him on that. Then you get the other group of people that are basically like, uh, bitch, if anyone paid you, like a, a movie studio, you'd be up there in a skirt pretending... You know what I mean? To yeah. enjoy it and love your dress. And that's what you do for a living. Like, d just don't even try. Um, and then a lot of people are going after him being like, listen, rule of thumb, if you dated Madonna or married her, your opinion matters less than other people. Uh -huh. so. <laughs> you are Spicoli. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, and then Anthony's, he, yeah, then Anthony's take on it. Yeah. He played a moron, a, a stoner moron in a movie that we all looked up to. And he has been fighting that stigma. For 40 years. And he shouldn't fight it. He should embrace it. Right. Why are you asking a, me questions? Yeah. I'm Spicoli. Look, I hit myself in the head with my vans. This right. Is, I'm a dummy with money. Yeah. Right. That has a bagel in my pants when I, when I walked in the classroom. I called <laughs> exactly. the teacher a dick. I mean, why are you asking me these questions? <laughs> Get off my lawn. Are you listening to hear it? It's the Cooper and Anthony show. You've heard of this? Yeah. yeah. It's cool. Dear God, here we go. Both of these stories are fake. Okay. But they made the news in Detroit <laughs> and in Texas. So we're talking the local TV stations covered these and they found out that, yes, these stories aren't true, but there's got to be a certain amount of real to these stories for them even to come up right right i see what you're saying like like it's not like it's so like we used to do a segment called news from the corner right and we would do like stories from the weekly world news really wacky stuff that was just literally written as fiction we were like this has to be the onion um and it was it was like stories that were just completely fictionalized but they they were pretty outrageous now some of those stories have a little bit of like huh that feels real <laughs> And, them. and this feels real, but I just don't, I, I almost called Elon Musk today to ask him if these are true, if I can be on that next rocket, 
because I, I, I just want to go away. I, I'm done. Just Elon, pick me up, you know. <laughs> Take me with you and don't bring me back. Yeah, don't bring me back. Just let me stay up there. I'm, I'm right. fine with that. Okay, so this happened in Detroit. The school board had to come out to say, we are not doing this. This is not real. But I don't know how this started. The rumor was there's litter boxes in the bathrooms for students who identify as furries. So there are students to identify as cats that need a litter box in school. Right, which is an onion story, which is a false story there. Yeah. But Fox right. 2 Detroit picked it up. <laughs> so you go, well, that's just crazy. Did, did no kids identify as a cat? Guarantee there are kids that identify as cats. But anyway, mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. but a story got picked up in Texas that they are now lowering all the tables in the cafeteria for students who eat with their mouth instead of hands because they identify as furries. This is a new thing. Oh, my God. Oh, this is like, wait, remember when the, when people were saying that they were seeing clowns outside their windows? Remember, like, there was that whole clown scare thing, but it wasn't true? Right. Yeah, this is like that, except it's furries. <laughs> <laughs> and then another story where a teacher got fired because she wouldn't meow back to the student because the student was <laughs> meowing because the student <laughs> identified as a cat. As a cat. Oh, the fact that. Any of these, see, this This is the kind of thing, these stories are obviously, it's obvious these stories are not true. And it's one thing to put them on your news story as what we say in radio called a kicker. Like the kicker story is usually the wacky thing that's going on, but it's always bullshit. It's always like a made up thing. The fact that these three stories were picked up as news stories is crazy. Yeah, so not only were they picked up, but they made the 6 o'clock news. KXA's Grace Reader joining us live in our newsroom because Grace, Round Rock ISD is having to debunk a pretty bizarre rumor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I'll start by saying it is not true that tables are being lowered in Round Rock ISD cafeterias for kids who think they're animals and want to eat without their hands. We had to fact check that because a woman running for House District 136 tweeted it out, and it's gotten a whole lot of attention online. Political hopeful Michelle Evans referred to kids who want to eat like animals as furries in that tweet. That's usually a term used to describe a fetish, but has been used in some recent viral claims to loosely mean people who identify as animals. I will repeat that Round Rock says this is absolutely not true. They say their tables do not even have the physical ability to lower. <laughs> oh my God. Grace, I, I'm so sorry for you, honey. I'm sure you went to school and you learned how to be on camera and you look great and you do a great job. And I feel so sorry that your career in journalism has come to this. I love the comments <laughs> on these stories. One guy said, the fuck did I just read? <laughs> Another guy said, what the actual fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, I kids... <laughs> I don't even know what to say anymore. <laughs> I wonder how, how did this get started? It had to be, somebody had to say, I'm a furry and talk to me as a cat. This had to start somewhere. No, 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 no. This is like a Reddit thing or kids were just fucking around or like some, something happened on TikTok or WhatsApp or there's some like bunch of kids that got together and thought this will be funny. Like we will fuck with these adults like we will fuck with them and um it, it was meant to be a joke and yet it just took off like think about think about how easily some stupid shit goes viral that you're like wait what why are we what is this i know three major news out outlets are carrying the story um not three all of the major news i, I saw this story everywhere today everywhere it's in the independent it was in the the post <laughs> it was like everywhere so I know. there's got to be one and a half percent that's true to come up with this. Or, or if you remember, there's people out there that believe JFK Jr. is alive and behind a lot of shit going on in this country. So there's a lot of people out there that are just bananas and we keep giving them a platform. <laughs> 
the minute a kid tells me they're a cat and I need to talk to them as a cat and pet mm-hmm. them, I, I'm getting, I'm telling you right now, I'm getting on that, that, that thing that looks like a penis and shoots into space. I'm getting on yeah, that, but that thing. That didn't happen. That, but if it, it wasn't a kid, happen, if a kid tells uh, me that I'm all, I'm telling you now I'm out of here. It's not going to happen. There aren't kids out there who are saying I'm a cat and treat me as a cat. That's not, it's the whole thing is bullshit. Trust me. It's not happening. Well, if you get on that stupid rocket, I think you need to take Kanye with you because he is falling apart, man. Did you see some of the things that he's been saying lately? <laughs> I read a lot of stories so I know what to talk about on this on this show. And every time uh-huh. the K word comes up, it's either Kim or Kanye. I skip right past it. I know. And every once in a while, I remind you that it's important we talk about it because it's out there and everyone's talking about it and it's just bananas and we can't. This is one of those things that is not even about Kim and Kanye and Pete anymore. This is really about when your ex starts dating somebody new and you are furious. You're jealous. It's like rocking your world. So TMZ is reporting that Kanye's like far out bizarre behavior. Remember, he had written um, a lyric recently in his latest diss track that said, God save me from the crash just so I can beat Pete Davidson's ass. Mm-hmm. Right. So that was his whole thing in there. He is now going around. I'll say allegedly, but he's actually said it to people and those people have called TMZ. But I have to tell you that Kanye's people are denying this. Kanye is going around telling people that Pete Davidson has AIDS. That he has AIDS? That he has AIDS, which of course he doesn't. But that that's how much he hates Pete Davidson and hates the fact that he is happily dating his ex. With AIDS. He's walking around being like, you know, uh, man, Pete Davidson, he got AIDS. Wow. That I mean, that's some serious libel there. I mean, that, that's what that's why Kanye's people are denying that that's being said. But listen, here's the thing: if Kanye says that to a group of people when they're hanging around, how can Pete Davidson sue him? Because it's hearsay. Kanye can be like, "I never said that," unless he said it on a show or on the record or publicly. Somebody right? Exactly. It. Right. 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 But P. Davidson, that famously also has mental health issues, probably has a little bit of sympathy for the fact that Kanye has mental health issues. Oh, no. I, if I'm Pete Davidson, I have no sympathy for that. No sympathy at all. You don't tell What's... the world I have AIDS. I'm coming after you. This is, I, I got to hit you. I got to break your nose, dude. I'm sorry. You, you're spreading rumors. I got to hit you. Okay, but you won. You have the prize, which in this little threesome is Kim Kardashian. Doesn't matter. I have to hit you, and I have to go find your dad and hit him. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, and I'm going (laughs) to apologize the whole time, but that's the man code. You lie like that about me. It doesn't matter if I won the prize or not. I still have to fight you. I feel like that's kicking a guy when he's down. Not that Kanye should be out there saying that to people, but Kanye is desperate. He's like an animal who's like been pushed into a corner and he's just fighting his way out, you know, and he's doing it every way he possibly can. Here I am defending Kanye of all people. But, <laughs> right. But I just, but you know, it's his own fault that his marriage is over. I get it. And I think it's good that Kim Kardashian grew a pair and finally left him when he refused to get mental health help, you know, or acknowledge he had mental health issues or be medicated and any of that kind of stuff. So, I, you know, kudos to her for leaving. But, you know, Kanye, this is – he's like being made into like a public – I don't know. It's not making Kanye look good that Kim left him mm. so publicly. Do you know what I mean? And hooked up with Pete Davidson, who's like younger and the it guy so quickly after Kanye. Like that is the, I'm sure Kanye can't sleep at night. Like this is probably, this probably keeps him awake. He's so angry. So he came up with the idea of starting to spread rumors that Pete Davidson has AIDS. Right. And Kim let her daughter have TikTok, which Kanye was 100% against. So she's doing all the right things to make him crazy. And now he wants to buy a house near her, like on the same block. He, bu- I told you this before. He already yeah. bought that house. Oh, he, so he already no. bought the house? 
Yeah, so he bought a house on her block. And here's what's interesting about the house. It's it was like seven point five million dollars, which sounds like a lot of money to us, but in the in celebrity world, that's actually like a little tiny. It's, a it's not a very big house. Mm-hmm. It's it's not been renovated. It's only like two three bedrooms. It's small, but it's right there on her block. And his excuse is that he wants to be closer to his kids, so that when the kids come over, you know, they can just walk across the street to daddy's house, or anytime they want to see him, he'll be there for them. It's a dump. Well, it's not a dump. I think it even has like a horse stable, which is weird. But it's not a huge piece of property. That sounds bigger. I'm making it sound bigger than it actually is. In celebrity world, it's not a big house. It's the proximity that he was interested in. So he can, you know, he's saying it so he can be close to his kids. But obviously, he's trying to get back with Kim. That's what he's been saying. He wants back in. He probably has a telescope (laughs) perched up in his bedroom so he can look through and try to see if he can see her. See what I she's know. doing. Fly drones. That would make over me there. so uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. If my like a strange. I mean, they're not really a strange because they still do shit together and they see each other for the kids and they try and maintain like a decent relationship. But oh, I think that's just too close for comfort. I'm sorry. I'll drop them off at your house a few towns away. Thank you. What is the hot gossip? Tell me everything. What are you guys listening it's to? The Cooper and Anthony Show. This has got to be a weird thing. You're just hanging out talking with your friends, doing different things, shopping maybe. Next thing you know, you wake up in the hospital. People who woke up in the hospital are sharing what happened. It's absolutely wild. So like one guy was running a half marathon with his friend. Next day, woke up in the ICU. (gasps) So he's jogging away. He's at the 10-mile mark. Next thing you know, the hell am I? And then why what am happened? I handcuffed? What? To the, what happened? To the bed. Why? What's going on? Because he's handcuffed to the bed because he was trying to pull out his catheter. And he had a heart attack and just passed out. Oh, my God. So <laughs> he's running a marathon. Next minute, wakes up in the hospital going, what the hell is going on? That's scary. I was hit by a truck while walking home from work. I was airlifted to a hospital, woke up the next day. And then found out it was my best friend's older brother who hit me. <gasps> Yikes. Yeah. So he's just walking home from work. Then he gets hit. Next person. I was 18 years old. Got super wasted on watermelon vodka at some little mm. club in Clearwater, Florida. Apparently, Gross. I fell off a tall bar stool and busted <gasps> open my head. When I woke up, I didn't even know what state I was in. Well, if you wake up in a hospital and you were drunk and your head split open, you can guarantee it's Florida. <laughs> Where am I? Florida. The hell am I doing in Florida? It's gotta be. Let's see. I've woken up. I'm hungover. My head split open. Ah, I must be in Florida. Uh, I was shot in the stomach at a two foot range by a guy who had a <gasps> gun in his backpack. So I walked into a store. It was being robbed. Didn't know the guy had a gun. The guy shot me in the stomach, woke up the next day in the hospital. Whoa. So because what happens is when you have these traumatic events, your brain turns it off so you don't remember it. Right. right? So what happens is they don't remember these things happening, but they wake up in the hospital and someone tells them what happened to them. (laughs) I was riding my bike near my house. Flying squirrel knocked me out. What? That doesn't even sound real. That sounds like the onion. No, that sounds like one of those stories that's going to end up like with the furries. It jumped off the tree, knocked him out, woke up the next day in the hospital going, I was just riding my bike. You know, that happened to my dad. He was visiting. I mean, he doesn't live too far away, but he was visiting me. We were walking through like this little area. that's kind of like a park near where I live. Mm-hmm. And this squirrel jumped out of a tree and missed him by like a few inches. The squirrel just like landed right in front of him. And I was like, wow, if you would have taken one more step, that squirrel would have hit you in the head. <laughs> My brother and I were playing outside with squirt guns. Mm-hmm. This was 2001. I was 11 years old. Next thing I know, it's Easter Sunday. I'm in a hospital uh-huh. bed with a massive headache and blurred vision. The last thing I remember was four days ago. Oh, that's scary. So apparently running from his brother with a squirt gun, hit his head on a tree, 
Next thing he knew, he oh. woke up. It was Easter Sunday. He was in the oh. hospital. He was out for four days? Four days. Damn. Massive His parents must have been freaking out. Jeez. I and finally, I drank too much, fell off a horse. The horse was a metal <laughs> statue, and it was oh, Vegas. <laughs> I'm riding this horse. <laughs> he fell off the horse and it was Vegas and it wasn't a real horse. It was a metal statue. Speaking of people regularly regarded as second class citizens, it's the Cooper and Anthony yeah! Show. Broadcast school has really paid off. Yeah! All right, so if you are somebody who's planning on doing any traveling anytime soon, even if it's like getting in your car and like driving somewhere, um, there are essential items that doctors say you should never travel without. And I will tell you, as a famous hypochondriac, I will add to, <laughs> add to this list. <laughs> should it be in your bag or on your on the carry-on? Where where should these things go? Okay, so these are things that you should probably have with you in your carry-on bag so you have access to them. Okay. Um, or maybe even in your purse, because they're not giant things. Well, some of them are. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so a toothbrush and toothpaste. Now, this is more than just like brushing your teeth because you should – um, a lot of times you'll go somewhere and you'll assume, oh, they'll have a toothbrush for me. Oh, they'll have toothpaste for me. And they don't. And that's one of the, like the simple things you can do to ensure your health and your fresh breath and all that kind of stuff. So a, a, just a little carry-on toothbrush, toothpaste. Also, if you're traveling, and if you've been on a plane like long periods of time or in a car long period of time, I feel like brushing your teeth afterwards is so refreshing. Like you feel mm. so good afterwards, you know? Um, now, this is interesting. A doctor suggests, this is a, an ophthalmologist of all people, says that you should bring a neck pillow with you because jaw pain, neck pain, any of that kind of stuff can come from sleeping on planes or in a car. So if you're sleeping while you're traveling and you can get, you get like a neck kink, it can ruin your vacation. Very simple solution, a neck pillow. And you can look like a total tool. God, I hate those things. People walk down the aisles. Really? You got to have a stupid neck pillow. Really? The flight is an hour long. (laughs) You asshole. (laughs) You don't need one. You don't need one Uh for an hour. (laughs) Now, I've just discovered this. I went to my dermatologist this year for my yearly checkup. And I don't usually like putting sunscreen on. I know you're supposed to wear sunscreen, but I find that it just, it makes me sweat or it's really white or it's really uncomfortable to wear. There is a new type, I don't know how new it is, but it's the sunscreen that the American Academy of Dermatology recommends, and all the best dermatologists recommend this. It's called ELTA, E-L-T-A, ELTA MD Skincare, and you can get it on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. It's So it's 46%, you're supposed to do at least 30, it's, it's SPF 46, you don't even feel like you have anything on, and it doesn't stink. Like, it's the best sunscreen I've ever used. It's not greasy. It's not white, so you don't have, like, zinc look all over you. You don't smell like a grandma. You know, like, you walk by older people, and they smell like sunscreen. <laughs> it's the greatest stuff. I just bought it, and it's fucking And it doesn't awesome. break you out? No. See, that's what I'm afraid no. of. I'm afraid if you put that on, it's gonna, your skin's going to break out, and you're going to be all greasy all day. Now, this is weird. I never really thought about this, but apparently this is a thing. Compression socks? Yeah, that's, if you fly, I guess Uh it helps circulation of your legs or something. Yeah, that's exactly what uh, Ashley Lee, podiatrist in Northern Illinois, said that it prevents foot swelling and um, any kind of like, if you can't walk around like on a flight or whatever, that you should put that on. Uh, same thing with an eye mask. That's something else that they say you should use both. Be- no, I'm I'm serious. Because, okay, first of all, the beauty of an eye mask, not only does it feel good and cool and keeps your fa- your eyes from swelling, but it's like a blackout mask. You put that on, it's nighttime. You can fall right asleep. It's awesome. I'm laughing because I'm looking next to me and there's some guy wearing compression sh- shocks, a neck pillow, and an eye mask. And I'm going, Psst. I hate you. <laughs> Wait, also, and and he also has on headphones. Don't don't uh, forget the that. The big headphones, the big yep. like the ones you're wearing right now. Yep. Like except, like the massive yeah. huge headphones. 
Yeah, yeah, except except uh, cordless, wireless. Yeah, <laughs> I hate yeah. Picture you. that guy. I hate you. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Um, a notebook and a pen for some reason, which is weird. I don't know why anybody would a notebook and a pen. You just pull up your phone. Notes is right on there, so I don't really understand anybody who still likes to sit down and write anything down. And this is, you know, one of the psychologists is saying, you know, it's good to have a gratitude journal. Okay, if you're into gratitude journals, great. But you don't need to physically write it, right? You could you could do that in your notes. Yeah, I still carry in my car a pad and a pen just because it's easier for me if I'm going to take a note and not really have to look while I'm driving. I can just do it real quick. It's easier than uh-huh. picking up my phone and typing. Okay, that's weird. All right. <laughs> Uh, pain relievers. That's really important. Yes. Uh, Tylenol, Advil, that kind of thing. I have found that traveling with that kind of thing is super important because you never know. Like you never know when you, if you injure yourself, you have a headache, you know, whatever. It's just for your own comfort. Yeah. And it sucks to have to like, you're on the flight and you're like, anybody have any Advil? Well, the bad thing you is know. you're going to have to buy it at Hudson News at the airport and it's probably 46 bucks for a small bottle of aspirins yeah. at the airport right right and for that reason i would add um, one of those little go-to packs of kleenex oh my god those things come in handy okay here's why that is the most important thing to carry with you in your purse at all times how often are you out somewhere and you go into a public restroom and there's no toilet paper mm. also i'm surprised that none of these doctors have suggested having like a mophie or some sort of portable you know, external battery, like to charge your phone. Mm, yeah. You always carry one around. I have two. You have two? Why do you need yeah, two? I have, well, because in case one runs out. So I, I find all the time that if I'm out, I end up using them and they, they pull a charge really quickly and they charge up your phone, but then they die fast. So I like to have two of them with me at any given time. So... Yeah, and it worked today because today I was out with a bunch of friends and somebody's like, oh, my phone died. I was like, don't worry about it. I got you, <laughs> you know, and there we were. Um, also, ponytail holders. Right. I don't know when you, I always need to put my hair up, you know, just get it like out of my out of my face. Uh, and finally, here's the last thing, and I swear to God, I carry this with me. They have these mini keychain bottles of sriracha. It changed my life when you go somewhere and the food sucks squirt a little sriracha and you are in culinary heaven it's in your I can't, purse I mean, at all really, times it's in my purse at all times because i'm telling you like at least the places i travel um like bland as hell food and then you put a little sriracha it's it that's it you got a whole meal what is this sounds like something i heard before it's the cooper and anthony show what's the worst thing well, not you, because I can't imagine you would ever do something horrible. But uh, maybe the worst thing someone you know, you know, it's not me, but I know somebody who did right. what? What's the worst thing that you know that somebody did? Or if you want, if you want to admit to what you did, tell them to call in with an alias. I won't, I won't put their name on the. No, you can just say it was a friend. No, no, the, yeah, oh, you okay. just say it was a friend. No, we're okay. assuming it's yeah, the person, Heidi. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay, <laughs> Heidi, we're assuming it's the person. <laughs> I got you. What is it that <clears throat> I didn't do it, but somebody named Schmooper Coins did? Okay, yeah, yeah. We don't this want to say bad. that I went to school with. <laughs> right, I sold a car. No, it wasn't me. It was a friend of mine. Yeah, yeah okay. he sold got a car. It. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Like for example, Heidi, a friend of mine. In school, horrible human being, horrible. I couldn't believe she did this awful, worst thing I ever heard. She was dating this guy, this lacrosse player that she was crazy about. Mm -hmm. And he was like the captain of the lacrosse team. He was a little older. He was really hot. Dating him, you know, they just started dating, and there's a new girl in school. And the new girl in school was gorgeous. As a matter of fact, she was a professional model. Better looking than your friend? Oh, better looking than my friend. Okay. Yeah, because this new girl was a professional model. Like she would leave school for weeks at a time to go to Paris or somewhere to like to do runway or whatever. But did your friend have nice shoes? My friend had fantastic shoes. My friend always had great taste in shoes. Schmooper is her name. (laughs) Yeah, that's her name, Schmooper. Okay. So here's what she did. So she she just had the instinct that the minute this new girl showed up in school, she was going to go after her boyfriend. She just knew it. She just knew in her gut. That the new beautiful girl was going to take her boyfriend away. And sure enough, that's what happened. So one night, she was hanging out with some friends at school. 
and with these big, how can I describe them? They're almost, it's not a spray can, but it's almost like it, they're these crayons that work like a spray can. Right. She wrote terrible things about this model girl on the wall of the school, outside the wall of the school. So when people showed up at the school they Monday morning, they saw that there's all this horrible things about this girl, Tracy. Tracy's that, a that slut. Your friend, your My, friend wrote Tracy's a slut? Tracy's a slut. Tracy's this. All these horrible things no about way. Tracy and things that she had done. Lies about her. Did you talk to your friend about it? I, I had a heart-to-heart with her. No, well, you know, nobody nobody knew that my friend had done this. Did anybody ever find out? Yes. <gasps> yeah, somebody found out and told Tracy that this friend of mine wrote all over there. Wow. Oh, it was hard. It was just the worst possible thing. Like, not only, not only did my friend deface public property, mm-hmm. but, you know, the girl deserved it. I have to say, the girl was a slut. Did you spell it? Did she spell it right though? S L U T T. It with two T's. S L O O T. Oh, so, <laughs> so then it's not bad. No, no, she she spelled it correctly. She spelled it correctly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. A, and a, a, a friend of mine um, used to steal car stereos. <gasps> Schmanthony Schmeichels. No, 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 no. A friend of mine. Oh, an actual. Oh, a friend of yours. Friend okay, of mine, got yeah. a friend of yours. Used to steal car stereos mm-hmm. from random cars. Random cars. Yeah. Like you, like you. I mean, this friend of yours. I knew would, about it too, and I just came. Wait. So this friend of yours would break into cars. Right. Where on street corners? Or parking lots or wherever. In parking he, lots. He, he told me about oh. it one night. I didn't know. He showed he showed me the stereos that he got, and they were nice. And then did your friend sell the stereos? Would he steal the CDs and tape cassettes too? No, just the stereos. Then he'd sell the stereos. Sell the stereos. Right. To who? Who do you sell stereos like that to? People would buy them. Other high school kids that want them in their cars? Right. Wow. He would make good money though. This friend of yours? This friend of mine, yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow, I can't believe, I'm really shocked. Broke into cars and stole car stereos. Never got caught? I can't believe it. No, he never did. He's lucky. Mm Mm-hmm. He's like he had a good friend like you that, you know, kept the secret. <laughs> I did. To this day, I keep the secret. I'll never tell who it was. Gee, I wonder who it was. <laughs> wonder who it was. Hi, James. Hey, guys. I got one. I think going to top that. Oh, what's, so what's the worst thing somebody you know ever did? Back during Prohibition, my grandfather was a runner. Mm-hmm. What's that? And he ran moonshine from state to state. Um, whiskey, whatever, and he also made it. He was a distiller, too. Oh, wow. That's interesting. And a government revenue agent came down to investigate. My grandfather killed him. <gasps> Ooh, that tops Anthony, Anthony's friend. And my friend. He, buried the, he buried the body and buried the dude's car, and he confessed um, right before he died. He called and told somebody, and it got a little bit of but not a lot, because, you know, 60 years ago. But, uh, or back then, it was 60 years ago. It was 80 years ago now. But, uh, he he told them where they could find stuff, and they they just went out and verified that that's where everything was, and the government just left it alone after that. Well, I guess because he, he died at that point. What are they going to do? Dig him well, up and they, put him up for trying? You know, give him to his family or something, but... Wow, wow. So, so your grandfather, isn't, is that the only person your grandfather ever murdered? As far That's as you know? the only one he's ever confessed to. There's been <gasps> suspicion of a couple more because back during those days, you know, the criminal element and stuff at that time, you know, running moonshine stuff, it was very dangerous at times depending on how much you did. Right. And, well, yeah, I would imagine it's very dangerous. Now, he has said he's, he kneecapped a couple people. <laughs> wow. Um, Are you related to Anthony? (laughs) It wasn't him. It was his grandfather. Like, it wasn't me. It was my friend. Yeah, well, see, I don't know if he did the kneecap in the way Anthony thinks of. Papa used the power drill. (gasps) Wow. Yeah. That's really out there, James. That is something very, very fascinating. And, and, and. She doesn't know what to say. (laughs) No, it's disturbing and fascinating at the same time. What made it so interesting to me is, you know, he did all that, and then something happened. We don't know what that scared him. Mm-hmm. And then he enlisted in the military and fought 
with honor and distinction in World War II and Korea and actually got Purple Heart and something else from the war. Right. And then he, he became this just upstanding gentleman after that. I bet the guilt, it made him go the other way. It made him do his own, um, not reparations, but, you know, do his own mm. penance, I guess. Yeah, that's what we figured, but it was just, it was so odd because, you know, when he finally told us all, we were, I mean, even my mom, my mom and her sisters and our brothers were like, oh, you did what? <laughs> wow. Now, now, do you know that happened, or do you think it's one of those, like, old grandpa tales? Well, That's I, something I you don't there, tell your kids, though. I was there when they found the remains and left uh. them there and found the remains of the Duke's car. I mean, it was, everything was where it was said it was supposed to be. Wow. So, and then, you know, there's a body and there's a car. I tend to believe that that's what happened because wow. it was different. Wow. Yeah, that's fascinating, James. And you tell on your deathbed. I know. I guess wow. that's it. When, when else are you going to tell? Well, you could say your friend did it and call in to the show. <laughs> My uh, friend. Right. Uh, so what is, hey, what, what's the worst thing someone you know, your friend... <clears throat> has ever done. It's not me, but I know somebody who did right. what? What horrible thing? 8776Cooper. Hi, Blake. Hey, this is actually, it really isn't me, but it was <laughs> my friend. I promise it was, but he tried smoking once, and I'm only 12 and he was 12. <gasps> you have a friend who's 12 that tried smoking? Did he like it? I don't know. He started puking after that. Oh, well, I would say that's no, he doesn't like it. Yeah, no. See, I'm surprised because my cousins that are your age, your generation, I think, know so much about smoking and health. They seem to be against it. I'd be, I'm surprised that somebody you know tried it. Well, most people don't pay attention in class, so mm. it just kind of goes one year and out the other. But you know that smoking's bad for you. I mean, you grew up with all that stuff, the advertising on television, everybody telling you, right? Yeah, that's. I don't think it's cool at all. Yeah, no, Blake, do not smoke. Never. Never. Ever. Okay. Yeah, see, so your generation's way smarter than ours was, and yeah, you know we're, more, we're so good for you. Wow, I can't believe your friend tried smoking. Yeah. Say no. Yeah. Just just say no to that. To, to tell your friend no. Yeah. Thank you for calling, Blake. Thank you. Hi, Joan. Boy, I'm, I think my friends are actually quite normal now. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so what did you, I mean, a friend of yours do that was so horrible? He was a waiter. And he didn't want to go into work one day, so he called his mom in dead. <gasps> to get out of work, he called and said his mom was dead? Yep, and they sent flowers. Oh, them, no! Like, he got off of work, and they felt so bad. And, I mean, every, and he had let it go for months. And yeah. then did his mom ever come in to visit him at the <laughs> restaurant? Uh, no, but actually a mutual friend. That's how he got fired. <laughs> a mutual friend came in, and they were like, oh, we feel so bad for this gentleman. And they're like, his mom isn't dead. I had lunch with her yesterday. Yes. Yep. Oh, nope, he called his mom instead. Whoa. And he got fired. See, so that's karma for you. Yep. 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 But mm-hmm. I thought, see, I would be scared to death that my mom would, like, die the next day. I know. Yeah. Like, you put it out there in the universe. Now you've, now you've, um, exactly. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. You see, Joan's friends aren't so bad. My friends, I mean, the worst thing my <clears throat> friend did was write something nasty on a on a school wall about a girl. I can't believe you, your friend did that. Well, my friend didn't steal car, car stereos. I know. I tried to stop him. Like your friend, you tried to stop him. <laughs> yes, you tried to stop him. I, believe I did. That. I told him it wasn't good. <laughs> when you looked in the mirror, you said, stop no, it. No, it wasn't me. Oh, it wasn't you. It wasn't no. you. It was somebody else. Somebody you know. Somebody right. you know. Yeah. Hi, Connie. Hey, Cooper. <laughs> now, Connie, what did you, uh, not you, not you, not you, somebody you know. Yeah. What horrible thing did somebody you know do? Uh, my friend Smoney went. <laughs> Smoney, yes. <laughs> yes, Smoney. Uh, when she was a teenager at camp, mm-hmm. her cousin, she was uh, like a little tattletale and everything that everybody did at camp. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we had shorts. We didn't have any long pants or anything, so. When she was sleeping, Smani wrote doo-doo in permanent marker all over her legs. Oh, no! Yes, and she had to wear that all week. Oh, no! (laughs) Oh, Connie, I I don't know how you can hang out with people like that. 
It's disgusting. I'm telling you, it's disgusting. Wrote, Love you, mean it. <laughs> Thank you, Connie. Doo-doo on the leg. She wrote doo-doo. No, no, not her. Her friend. No, Smani. Smani did. <laughs> Smani did. Not our Connie. Connie no, would never do such no, a thing. She's too sweet to do. She's got to stop hanging out with people like that. Right. But I love that Smani and Schmooper <laughs> both like to write dirty things <laughs> in public. They should hang out, those two. They'd be great friends. They'd be in jail. They'd be great cellmates together. Right. <laughs> hey, Rosencrantz. Hello, my friends. How are you? Good, good. Now, what did, what did you, not you, not you, what did somebody you know do? Oh, I guarantee this wasn't me. Okay. <laughs> seriously disturbed. But in our neighborhood, there was a guy named LJ. I won't say his last name, but mm-hmm. anybody in the neighborhood, if you say LJ, they'll, they'll know. Mm-hmm. And uh, one day we saw him riding around the neighborhood in this motorcycle. Well, on his motorcycle, just giving these war whoops and waving this thing over his head. Uh-huh. And on closer inspection... He had gone to a neighbor's yard that had a horse, and he had taken a hatchet, and he had chopped off <gasps> his horse's head. Oh, my gosh. Are you serious? What a crazy person. I know. He was, I mean, he stuck a rag in a neighbor's gas tank and lit the thing on fire and <gasps> blew up the neighbor's car. Wait, did everyone in the neighborhood know he was nuts? Did, did he end up in jail? Well, he disappeared from the neighborhood. There were rumors that he went into juvenile de- detention because mm. he was like, He's disturbed. Yeah, he was seriously messed up. It starts with car stereos. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 mean, don't, I don't know what my friend is doing now. It probably was him. Well, that's <laughs> shocking. I think, you know, when we say that's what's the worst thing, that's pretty bad. Yeah, and the way he was glorying in it and just waving this bloody thing around, you know, was, oh. I mean, nobody wanted to be near him at all. I, I would think not. Wow. <laughs> dead horse head doesn't doesn't really make people want to be attracted to you. No. First no. it's the dead horse head, the next it's your head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's a good point. <laughs> okay, so what what's the worst thing that you not you, not you, not you. Somebody you know. Somebody you know that has a similar name possibly. Mm-hmm. The worst thing that they ever did. Uh 8776 Cooper. Hi Will. Yeah. Will, what somebody you know did something horrible? Well, this uh, friend, he slept with his best friend's wife. <gasps> Did the friend ever find out? Uh, no. Oh! Is the Did friend it happen still just doing w- it? Yeah. Did it happen just once? Yeah, it was, it was a couple of times. But no. Not it's, not, it's not still going on? No. Wow. And, and the friend never found out? How long ago is this? Uh, this was a couple of years ago, at least. Wow. Is your friend and that friend still friends? Uh, not really, but the friend felt really bad about it. And um, has the friend tried to make make it up to them in any way? Uh, not far as I know, no. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's pretty. That's a that's a heavy secret to carry around. Yeah, that's what my friend tells me. Yeah, that's why you can't be friends with those with a person like that anymore. Once right. you sleep with their wife, you can't be friends. Would your friend, friend do it again? Uh, I hope not. Mm-hmm. That's not a no. That's not a no. That's a uh, in the right circumstances could happen. I would hope not, though. Right. Mm. Well, you'll have to, you know, make sure your friend doesn't do it then. Yes. Yeah, let's hope not. <laughs> have a talk with him. Never have a talk with him. <laughs> look wow. in the mirror. No, not look in the mirror. Look, call him up. <laughs> call him up on the phone. Wow. Wow, that's heavy. Okay, so what's what's the worst thing that you not you someone you know really because I, I can't imagine you would do anything horrible but um you know what's the worst thing that somebody you know did right schmanthony right right Schmanthony. your average radio show enhanced with 33 percent more meat i don't eat meat pork no chickens no but what about the sausage no meat what is wrong with you the Cooper Lawrence Go. Okay, we were talking about uh, this study that came out that says that kids lie, cheat, and steal, but still think that they're good people. And uh, Anthony was telling us a story about <coughs> a friend <coughs> of his. It was a friend. A friend who used to steal car stereos. So the question we're asking is, what's the worst thing that you, not you, not you, somebody you know, may have done? The worst thing. Eight seven seven six Cooper. Hey Chuck. 
Hey, gorgeous. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. And you can always call when you see. That's it. The call's <laughs> over. Just say gorgeous and we're happy. Yeah. That answer is wrong. I've, I've heard nothing. I, I, hear, I will hear nothing else that you have to say after that. <laughs> um, all right. Now, so have you, do you, ha- do you know somebody in your life who've done something really, really horrible? Yeah, I used to own a video store in a very small town, one of those places where everybody knew everybody else. Mm-hmm. And we had a guy who used to come in quite a bit. He'd be in there several times a week, and he'd hang around a good bit and talk with us. And when my wife was working up there late at night closing, he'd stay up there with her and walk her out to the car and make sure she was safe because it was the only place open on the block. Mm-hmm. He helped us move when we moved the store and you know a lot of things like that. One of our best customers hung around a good bit. Um, wound up closing the store a couple years ago, and here just recently I found out that about a year later I ran into a, another good customer of the store, and she's telling me about this. Turns out he killed his girlfriend that he had been living with, stabbed her to death, Whoa. and her 11-year-old grandson walked in on it, and he stabbed the kid about 20 <gasps> times and nearly killed him, too. Fortunately, the kid survived. Wow. Uh, he is in jail for murder now. Wow, and you know this guy. Yeah, like I say, he used to be up there all the time. He'd be in the store alone with my wife and another girl who worked with us, staying up there, closing with them. He's in there constantly. And he'd be alone with yeah. your wife, but he never did anything towards her that was aggressive or violent, huh? No, it was a complete shock to everybody because he's just one of those that, you know, he would do anything for you, seemed like the nicest guy in the world, but, you know, Something just snapped in him. Wow. You never know. I'm so fascinated by the stories of people that just snap because, you know, especially when somebody knows the person, knows that there was no, there was no reason to think that they would ever do that. Of course, he's actually my second customer that wound up in jail for murder in another store, <laughs> another small town. Stop owning stores, John. <laughs> Good that you closed that store. You're saving lives. <laughs> You're saving lives by closing ago, that store. Had another guy who, um, you know, he was in a good bit too. And he wound up shooting his girlfriend's husband. I never did find out all the details there, but mm-hmm. he's in jail too. <laughs> wow! Yeah, don't buy another store, Chuck. Just, just don't do that. Yeah, go into some other industry. Yeah, yeah. immediately, because apparently you owning stores work kills for people. somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Elizabeth. Hey, everybody. How are we doing? Good. We're good. Now, Elizabeth, these stories are very interesting, don't you think? The, the, the people that people know that have done really horrible mm-hmm. things. And moral of the story is that some things are best left unsaid. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, like go to I'm your gonna, grave with some of these things. Uh, yeah, no pun intended. Yeah. But uh, anyway, my, uh, my in-laws, um, my father-in-law was very ill and... Um, and was home. He had, you know, he, he just was in bad, bad, bad health. And mm-hmm. um, towards the end, he, I guess you feel like you have to cleanse your soul. Right. And he told my mother-in-law of all the extramarital affairs that he had had in the past 50 years. <sighs> why, you know, why, why ruin somebody's life like that? Just, it, I mean, it's bad enough that it happened. Why yeah, tell her? He was very, very mean and vindictive, and she was so hurt. And as, you know, as this came out, um, my brother-in-law had called to the house and told my husband, he said, we got a problem. Mm. And he said, what's the problem? He said, well, they got the pistols out. Mm. And Ron, my, you know, he says, you need, you need to get over there and get everything out of the house, which he did. Mm-hmm. And about three weeks later, he passed away. And because he was sick, or because she shot him in the groin? No, she was um, his primary caregiver because oh. you know he had the hospital bed at the house and mm. diabetic and having to take insulin shots and things of that Isn't that amazing, Elizabeth? Because I think another woman might have, the minute she learned that, would have just walked out the door that very day. Well, as we were leaving that, the funeral and heading back home, you know, my husband and I, it was just dead silence, you know, and during the last couple of months that he was alive, there was a lot of torment, a lot of hatred, Mm -hmm. a lot of, a lot of sadness. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And um, I said to my husband, I said, do you think? And he said, without a doubt in my mind. Oh. And I said, really? And he goes, that's why there wasn't an autopsy. Oh. And I, we feel, we feel very, very certain that she probably gave him his lethal dose of Wow. And she has never uttered his name since the day she buried him. Oh. And to add insult to injury, my younger brother-in-law was the executor of the estate. Mm-hmm. And he, too, was equally upset. Mm-hmm. And have lots and lots of property in Carolina. And my brother-in-law proceeded to have the timber taken off the property to the tune of a quarter of a million dollars. Whoa! And kept it. Wow. Oh, man. That's some story, Elizabeth. Wow, I just got chills when she told me that. No. Is it Carolina? Carolina, yes. Oh, Carolina, how are you? I'm fine. How are you doing? I listen to you guys on my commute back from UNCC every oh, day. Oh, oh, very good. What, what are you studying? Um, I'm an English major. Oh, very good, very good. Um, so now, what what is someone you know? What horrible thing has someone you know done? Well, I am a military wife, mm-hmm. and there was a military wife in my husband's uh, a brigade. Her mm-hmm. husband was in my husband's brigade, and when they were in Iraq, she cheated on him with various men. And since she had a power of attorney, she spent all of his money <gasps> and left him with absolutely nothing. And then she still had the audacity to go to the parade field when they came back from Iraq. No. Oh, she did. What a set on her. No, it, he, 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 he beat her close fist. Yeah. Mm. You know, I got to tell you, it's not like the guy was on vacation. No. You know, it's like, it, it, oh, God, is that horrible. I think that's one of the worst things you can do to somebody in general, just cheating on them. But then add to it. Add to it the fact that this guy is is, is over there giving his life. Uh, so t- please tell me they're no longer together. Um, uh, no, actually they are. No. Oh. So, but he won't give her power of attorneys anymore, and he has her like on this strict allowance. He he should have her like on some sort of oxygen tank. <laughs> I don't know. It's unfortunate though, but that you know, if if you're in the military or you know, affiliated with the military, that's something that's uh, not uncommon. Hmm. It's sad. I, I think he, it's really sad. It is. It is really sad. And he, he did. He, he hit her. And it took, a, it took a couple of minutes for the boys to pry him off of her because they were, I mean, they probably should have pried him off of her sooner. But, but they, you know, they, they purposely did not. Right. No, and I wouldn't have. I mean, I, I don't I don't think you should, anyone deserves to be beaten, but I can imagine his anger. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's some story. Hey, Charlotte. Hey, Cooper. How are you? Now, Charlotte, you know somebody who did something really bad, huh? Yeah. And this is. This is pretty terrible, and um, I found out through another mutual friend that my best friend um, was engaged to a girl, and they um, she does beauty pageants, mm-hmm. and she was up for Miss North Carolina, mm-hmm. and in order to do beauty pageants, you have to be unmarried, right? Right. So they've been engaged for a while. Well, I guess as the Miss North Carolina pageant came around, she found out she was pregnant. Mm-hmm which is a big no-no. Right. You can't be pregnant and get up there. Right. So without him knowing, and even to this day, without him knowing, had an abortion. And never told the guy, never told her fiancé? No. He, he still to this day, and it, it breaks my heart, but I can't, there's, I can't, they're not together anymore, but I just could not tell him. Like, I found out through, I guess her mother knew some, one of our other friends and her mm-hmm. mother you know, said how he had gotten her in trouble. They had to fix it. Oof. And the fact that she never told him is, I mean, I think that's one of the big problems men have is that... They you never know. know. You, you never know. You could yeah, possibly never, never know. It seems... It, uh, I don't know. Like, I have so many issues with that anyways, but it just seems mm-hmm. so wrong to me that, you know, he's never going to know, and they're not together anymore, which is good because they don't need to be together, and... You know, if she values something like that over their relationship, it's not worth it. But Yeah, and I the fact that she wouldn't discuss it with him says a lot about their relationship or lack thereof. So he's better off without her, clearly. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I guess they thought she was a shoo-in for Miss North Carolina, and she did not win. So. No, she didn't. No, so when when they had that pageant, I was going, oh, I'm so glad she didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> you were rooting for everybody but her. Yeah, everybody but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Charlotte. Hi, Jordan. How you doing? Jordan, what is something horrible that somebody you know did? I'm curious of one thing, though, real quick. The uh, stealing of car stereos. Yeah. Would he destroy, like, a $500 window to get a $100 stereo? No, I, I think my friend had a Slim Jim. Oh, he did? All right, he was a pro. Good. <laughs> All right, what I have? Uh, That's what I happens really... when you grow up in Chicago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he did. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he also teach us how to, I mean, have your friend teach us how to do that one day. Okay. Okay. It's a skill. <laughs> Sorry, well, Jordan, I got, go ahead. Um, I haven't really told too many people this, uh, but I am now. Hmm. Uh, a friend of mine, my roommate college uh in a state school in the midwest i'll just say mm -hmm. he uh he and i friday night uh late uh basically it's a college prank uh resulted in about it was forty six thousand dollars in damage i found out later um and it was the worst um well the worst damage ever done on campus in the history of the school so. what'd you guys do <laughs> What did my roommate do? He did it. Oh, well, what'd, your, what'd your roommate do? All right, well, it was uh, late at night, uh, basically about 3 a.m. on a Friday, walking back to campus, and uh, they were doing construction on the stadium. Mm -hmm. And they had a humongous crane, you know, with the trank tracks, big crane. Yeah. Um, we jumped a fence, hopped in there, and they left the keys in it. And, no. Uh, I had no idea what I was doing. I was make, turning knobs and making it make noise. And uh, my friend, uh, his family had a lot of land and they had a tractor. He knew what mm -hmm. he was doing. So he just turned the key and he started moving it around and <laughs> he started going forward. He ran over a fence. He took the uh, crane and smashed it down on the stadium steps. <gasps> and he went back and forth and knocked them all off. Was there alcohol involved? Lots. <laughs> has to be. Did your friend feel bad about it afterwards? That's the best part. Yeah, he couldn't sleep for like a week. And um, the next day, the dean of the college came on local news. <gasps> and he, my, my roommate said, come here and watch this. Keep your mouth shut. And my, uh, my neighbors were watching it. And they're like, oh, my God, that's awesome. We didn't tell anyone. We didn't tell anyone for about two months. Mm -hmm. We never got caught. But uh, I did prank him, my roommate, who couldn't sleep. I put, uh, there were reward posters all around campus for $500. Right. I put uh, one of the posters inside of his dresser. Oh, no. So, <laughs> we got in a big fight over that. He didn't think it was funny. <laughs> yeah, I really can't imagine why he didn't think it was funny. $46,000 worth of damage. Can't wow. imagine why it wasn't funny. I can't believe your friend did that. Don't upset Jordan. I know. Everybody be very nice to Jordan. Because you don't want him pranking. Him. I mean, 000. his roommate. Right. Wow, that's incredible. And the fact that it made the news. If, if something you do makes the news, it's bad. And it's got a poster. <laughs> if, there's a po <laughs> right, if there's a poster and, and, and somebody's on the news talking about it, yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Hey, Justin. Hello. Justin, what? somebody you know did something horrible. What did they do? Well, me and my brother, over the course of four years at the plating company he worked at, we stole over $800,000 worth of silver. Wow. Now, little bits at a time that just over like, the years totaled 800000 Yeah, we'd go to the recycling center and get like $20,000 checks for a couple five-gallon buckets. Five-gallon buckets of silver? Yeah, little BBs like the size of a BB gun, just pure silver. I didn't realize that people buy little tiny pieces of silver like that. We made the news in Minnesota. We were the largest embezzlement in Minnesota. They made a... They made us do 14 months. Oh, so they caught you? Oh, yeah. They caught us. We got seven felonies for it. Wow. Now, at the time, did you realize how bad it was, what you were doing? Mm, yeah, we just got really greedy. Mm -hmm. My brother had a gambling addiction, and I got a drug addiction, so we were both supporting big habits. Right, which is, which is usually the case. Usually that's the reason why people do things like that. And um, are you, have you dealt with your drug addiction? Yes. Have you so dealt with your silver addiction? <laughs> <laughs> no, I still got some left. Do you really? Yeah. Did you have to pay it all back? Yeah, we have to pay restitution, and we got seven felonies. The SWAT team came in. We lost. We both lost a house, two cars, bar and restaurant. They took everything. Wow. 
Jordan's little $46,000 mess is not looking so bad right now. Yeah. They can only account for 500000 though. Oh. But the so real total was 800000 Yeah. But you're, you're clean and sober now, and, and you're on the road to, uh, to recovery. Yep. I just got out of jail a couple months ago. Oh, well, welcome back. I bet you'll never do it again, right? No, I don't think I'll ever steal again. Wow. How does it feel to be on the outside? Freedom is one one beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. You don't yeah. realize what you're missing until it's all gone. Right. Well, we got to be nice to Justin. Yeah, very nice to Justin. Yeah, everybody in Minnesota be nice to Justin. Th- Justin, thank you for calling and telling us that. Wow. See, it's a let's see the kids that are listening to listen to you. Eight hundred thousand. Eight hundred thousand. Five gallon buckets of silver. Isn't that amazing? I mean, Jordan's probably like, well, okay, I thought my story was good. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, James. Hey, guys. How you doing? James, you can't top that, can you? (laughs) No, I definitely cannot top that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I won't make you try then. Well, there was a a kid in my school that lived in our neighborhood that was kind of a troublemaker. Mm -hmm. Lived right near your house. Right near my house. (laughs) Slept in your bed. It definitely was not me. (laughs) Wore your underwear. (laughs) But you know how some of the doors in houses have got the little mail slot in the door? Yeah. So that you just pop the mail in and it lands on the floor. Anyway, this kid had gone about 2 or 3 in the morning on like a Saturday morning or whatever and Mm -hmm. taken the garden hose to my next-door neighbor's house, Mr. and Mrs. Enzelman, and they were the sweetest old people. They were 60, roughly about 60 years old, I would think, back then. And they took the garden hose in there and turned on. I don't think they did it full blast, but, I mean, they, they turned on the water hose inside their house, and they flooded their whole living room. <gasps> As a prank? I don't know if they were being mean just to be mean or if it was like they weren't thinking of the consequences or what. I don't know. But they just did it, and they boasted about it around school, and I was like, oh, Lord. And I never told because I just didn't want – they were eventually caught. But I was just like, hmm. How much damage? Do you know how much money the damage was? I don't know was? how much, but, you know, water damage is extremely oh, expensive. Extremely, because it, you know, it they, seeps in, it's everything. Yeah, yeah. and they, they got the, that afternoon, they had the uh, people coming in and draining out all the water, and they had the carpet people there. Wow. I mean, you know, just everybody. And, I mean, they were cleaning up that house for weeks after. It was James, awesome. you hang with a rough crowd. Right.